Cliff Cardinal joins us now. The name of the play, The Land Acknowledgement, or As You Like It. Nice to see you. Hey, thanks for having me, John. I know you've probably had to tell this story a hundred times, but I really do want to hear how this unfolded. Did it really happen that people thought they were going to a frothy Shakespearean comedy, and then out comes this guy on stage, and you do The Land Acknowledgement, but it just goes on forever? I mean, how did that unfold? It went on for 85 minutes. Well, I guess it's still going on two years later. Uh, but yeah, we really sold people tickets to a show that they didn't get to see. And, uh, you know, it just it just made sense that we would lie to people to bring them in. Because first of all, no one wanted to see a Cliff Cardinal show. So we, we throw the name William Shakespeare on and people start showing up and uh, they got something that they didn't bargain for. Okay, so there has to be, I mean, there's a tension in the production on any night, even now that people are in on it. But that first night, what was that like? I mean, was the audience beginning to sit back? Or did anybody walk out? Not on the first night, but they, they walked out a lot a- afterwards. And the conflicts that would happen in the audience were pretty legendary. Um, and they actually, they always made the show better because people don't get it. They're going, what, what's going on there? Does he know he can't do that? And then someone will stand up and they'll, uh, they'll attack me verbally. And then they'll understand why this is happening. It's like, do you think that I haven't sat in that seat? Do you, like, does the audience think I haven't been right where they are listening to something that they don't like that makes them angry? Of course I have. And I probably handle it as, about as well as they did. I guess most people now know what they're in for when they come to see the show. So is that different? Well, there's still an element of me lulling you into a false sense of security only to betray that trust a moment later. Is it the same script? I know you said sometimes you end up interacting with a live audience member, but is it essentially the same show every night? Well, it's, we've been on the road for two years and it's comedy, so it has to get it has to build and, and get to bit more what it's more what it is. Yeah. So it hasn't changed. It's become more the same. But there's a spontaneity about it. I mean, I guess one of the things I'm curious about, and I'm often accused of asking very pointy-headed questions, but I, I'm, I'm wondering how you chose the tone and approach of it. Because it's not just a stand-up routine. It's not one of those awful fringe festival monologues where you say, I remember in grade four, Miss Anderson, you know. Um, <laughs> so there, there isn't a, a style to it that I think is probably unique to you. I guess so. I, I, I just put on a show that I wanted to see. And um, we were lucky, lucky enough that other people seem to want to see it too. And we're at the CAA Theater until April 2nd. Okay, so I left the show. I went to a matinee and I texted my friend. I said, I'm not sure that's a theater show. I think it's an intervention. <laughs> the very audience that would show up at a production like this as part of the subscription season are, are some of the people that you're calling out. Yeah, but but I, it's this is a show for people who they don't have to have things on their own terms every single time. You know, you have to be able to sit there, you know, put your ego in check, step out of your myopic perspective and hear what someone else has to say. And, and that's the idea is that we would have a relationship. You know, if you don't have a relationship with the indigenous community, um, well, at least come and have a relationship with me so that when you start thinking that you know, or we start thinking that we know each other, we can be violently corrected, you know, by our own hand, because we don't, we don't know each other. You read one article or you talk to one person and then you, then you put those ideas in your indigenous box and I put them into my non-indigenous box and I think, oh, well, I get it now. And we don't, we don't get each other. Okay, so 
what do you think, I mean, maybe it's part of a longer conversation, what you introduce people to during those 85, 90 minutes, because I'm, I'm sure if somebody were to come up to you after the show and say, you've so changed my mind about Canada's Indigenous people, you'd think you're faking it. I'd think, what did you think before? And, and, and change your mind to what? What, we're all like me now? You know, it's it, it, the, the, the views of Indigenous people vary, and there's something in this show that will offend anyone. So everyone's going to get offended once. You know, there's, uh, I have no friends, John. And that's, that's a good thing for an artist or, you know, is to, to not be betrothed. And I don't have a team. You know, I'm not fighting for any one perspective. I'm coming here and here to ask a good question, not to have the last word. And there are super smart people who come to the show, way smarter than me, people who, who work in the justice system. They work in education. They, they, they have real ideas and, and have seen how they worked. If we did what I think, oh, I would just make things worse. Well, and you address notions of allyhood, and it has to be somewhat annoying to you and many Indigenous people, and I know you said it's not a monolithic community, I get that part, but the people who are so ready to be an ally that they practically think that they're Indigenous as well. Yeah, 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 well put. I mean, like, I love the earrings, and I love the orange shirts, and, and I would never want any of that to change, but be real be real about it like you know come come down come down to the native center come to the powwow throw you know put some money into the center for indigenous theater or send a check to indigenous fashion arts you know have real relationships with indigenous people there's 1.67 million of us and to stand behind this idea that oh well you know that's just history you know one group displaces another and that's history it's true, but you're also uncultured, you know, for thinking that and thinking that that's good enough for your life experience here. Like that is an uncultured, unsophisticated perspective. You know, there are people all over this country who think not the way that you do. And you know what? You're going to be better if you just open up and, and, and start, start letting everybody in. That's my cat in the back. cat trying to get in on the interview. She wants to get in on this conversation too. I think everybody should. You actually say... A few times in the show, I'm angry. When I talk about Indigenous issues on my talk radio show, when I have Indigenous guests, inevitably I get a text saying, why can't they get over it? And, of course, I put that to Wab Canoe once, and he said, get over it? You know, would you tell somebody to get over the Holocaust? Yeah, I, I, I stand with Wab on this one. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so how do you keep the conversation alive then? Well, first of all, by telling the truth as I see it. You know, we should have a relationship that's based on honesty. You know, why can't they get over it? Like we've been, you know, I've sat here and shut up, you know, and I'm not, I'm not doing that anymore. You know, we, we throw out all this stuff on the Truth and Reconciliation Commission and we wave our red and white flags as if everything is just perfect here in Canada. And it's, it's not. We are a very fractured people with very different ideas. And that should be a good thing. We should acknowledge that. We should have a little bit of humility to say, hey, you know, I don't know everything. One of the things I appreciated in the show was quite frequently in a show like this, the lights will focus down just a tiny bit toward the end. And the artist tries to have some sort of a Zen moment or absolve the audience <laughs> or, you know, and there's none of that. I mean, you never you never say, can, can we all get along? Yeah, that's right. That's right. 
I think that theater doesn't work as propaganda. My, my theater certainly doesn't. Theater's about conflict and, and a, a complicated argument. And um, there, there's, there's no reason for anyone to ever feel comfortable, even at the end when you're getting up. You know? So you should be stepping up out of this comfortable seat into your discomfort zone. Thanks a lot for this. <laughs> yeah, sure, John. Thanks, man.